0: This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Erica Polsinelli, and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast where we talk all things spirituality, ascension, health, wellness, and beyond. I'm so excited that you are here. Come on in. Hello, guys. I'm so excited Alice is back. She doesn't even need an introduction because she's been here so many times providing all of her astrological wisdom for the Evolve community, but she is back at the top of the year sharing all about the major transits that are occurring in 2024. And what I would recommend you do right now before... You actually listen to this episode. I think it's a great idea to go back not to the last one with Alice, but the one before that. We believe it was last February. And we talk about houses and the planets. And I listen to that episode and I write down a cheat sheet for myself first house and the themes. Second house, the themes, third house, the themes for all of the houses. I go on astrocharts.com or anywhere else that you can find your birth chart and. I write down the signs or the planets that are ruling those houses. So I have this cheat sheet there. And then Alice is going to start talking about these transits and how they're going to impact you. For example, she's going to say, the chart, the area of your chart that's going to be affected the most is the one that has Taurus in this house. And you're going to be able to say, okay, I already know which house Taurus is in, because I have my cheat sheet here. So that is what I recommend doing before this episode. It'll be way more digestible. And honestly, it will be like you're having an individual reading from an astrologer because you're going to have your chart there, and she's going to walk you through how to really interpret these events for 2024 and how you may be impacted, okay? So without any further ado, we'll go into the episode with Alice. Enjoy. Hello, Alice. Hi, I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, no introduction necessary.
0: (laughs) If you need it, Alice is an astrologer I am always looking to, and she comes on like twice a year at this point. Yeah, yeah and i'm just so grateful for you. Oh, thank you. You're always just down and open and ready and willing to share and even give advice mm-hmm. and i appreciate it so much.
1: Yeah. I love connecting with Leo Rising. Just we get what's going on yes. in each other's lives. We're both <laughs> Leo Rising. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the first time i met Alice like after the first time I would DM her and she would know my whole entire chart after one time of meeting me. And she'd yeah. go, oh, it's because of this. I'm like, how do you remember? You just remember people through their... I remember people's sun, moon, rising. Wow. Like
1: if that I look at their guess. chart once, I remember it. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and you
0: see it's probably a gift to be able to like know the person and then Mm -hmm. see the evidence of those three things within them
1: yeah like even if we're not in constant contact if I'm just seeing posts by someone on social media like having a baby or doing something big with their career I'm like oh my god yeah that's that in their chart going on right now
0: I love that
1: so it's like always keeping tabs on people I guess it's so cool (laughs) yeah it's
0: really so cool so we were just off camera talking about right now we're filming, it's the end of November, how like this fall has just been a little slow yeah. and we're leaning in. It's been rough. Yeah. Yeah. But we're ready for the new year. And I shared with my community mm-hmm. how I'm never like a new year person. Yeah. I'm feeling mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. shift this year yeah. i am so ready to just like shed the leaves yeah. of this season and start fresh january 1st
1: i'm always a new year person you are yeah i love it
0: even last year with all those retrogrades
1: yeah like i just i love like reflecting and then like setting goals like i'm very obsessed with like the future and like preparing for what's to come that's probably why i'm an astrologer I love so like that. i love the new year because you get to do that type of stuff
0: yeah. yeah. Is there a reason why you think I'm feeling this suddenly this year? Um with anything that's going on planetary wise. Probably just like wanting a brand
1: new life chapter to begin already with yeah. the eclipse that took place in Libra, which is your sun sign. Yep. I would also say like going into this new year Um, like the weeks right before it, there's a Mercury retrograde, but then like right at the start of January, there's a cluster of planets that meet up in Capricorn, and that's the sixth house of your chart, which is a lot about like routine and wellness, and like you're kind of, like people naturally are thinking more of those things. About more of those things, yeah.
0: It's very aligned with the new year.
1: Yeah, and Capricorn in general, like for everyone, that's a sign associated with like long-term goals, and like what do you want to commit to like in the long term, basically.
0: I love that. I feel like it's the energy I need right now. Yeah. Almost what I'm lacking right now.
1: January 1st, like Mercury retrograde ends January 1st. Jupiter retrograde ends as well right around then. So it's like full force going into the new year. You just have to get through December.
0: Beautiful. (laughs) We'll get there. I think. And this is what I love about astrology, when we can have the awareness and then accept it and not try to fight it Mm -hmm. and just appreciate what it's bringing in this moment and letting it ride and knowing it's a season and it's gonna change, it just brings me so much peace.
1: It's still like, I still find myself
0: getting frustrated though. Like even when I know the energy's not there, I'm still like, why is this not happening? yeah I feel the same exact way but I keep reminding myself but moment to moment it can change where it's like okay why do I feel this way still Yeah, yeah but you feel like by January 1st it's gonna completely shift
1: yeah I just feel like a lot of the frustration and like irritation people have been having the past like month or so is because the Sun and Mars have been very close together and now that exact conjunction took place on November 18th and now they're finally moving away so When Mars is, like, right there with the sun, there's just not a lot of, like, outward energy and, like, motivation and momentum. So as it gets, as the sun passes, Mars gets further away, which will be taking place, like, in the new year, there's more, I don't know, space to, like, see where your energy needs to be put. Nice. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah. So today, we want you to share all about the forecast for yes. 2024. You came with all your notes. I'm so yeah, excited. There's a lot going on. <laughs> so please feel free to take us from the beginning to the end. It's okay. the major things we need to look out for,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Okay. tips, Okay, so when I'm looking at the
1: year ahead themes always, I'm looking at where is Jupiter, where's Saturn, and where are the nodes. The nodes tell where the eclipses are taking place. Okay. So we have Jupiter in Taurus still. This is a transit that started back in May of 2023. So Jupiter the retrograde ends in Taurus, the start of January, and then it's still in Taurus until end of May 2024. It's like the first quarter of the year, it's like seeing further growth and like a second wave of opportunity in that taurus ruled house of your chart okay um because that's like it's important to note like the houses where these transits are happening yes um overall though like if you think of jupiter and taurus and like combining those meanings for like society at large maybe innovations with like real estate and housing or food um things that have to do with taurus maybe also like environmental stuff or like um I don't know, I just think of Taurus as like food, nature, like home, like practical
0: details of life. What about like stock market energy?
1: Yes, because Taurus right? is also finances and yeah. money. That's a really good point. Yeah, um, yeah so there could on- honestly be like growth or more improvements going on there. Oh, so it's optimistic for that. I feel like yes. Okay, I'm not cool. a complete expert on finances, yeah. but I would say this looks
0: good for that. Okay, Yeah. and are there dates?
1: Yeah, so Jupiter, that? is in Taurus until the end of May. I believe it's May 27th. It's like the last few days of that month. Um, Also, okay, so yeah, then at the end of May, Jupiter will go into Gemini. So this is such a great energy. Um, Jupiter spends a year in each sign. So it's in Gemini from basically end of May 2024 until June of 2025. And that will bring growth to areas related to communication, like writing, connecting with people, travel, getting involved with like teaching work or like making presentations like improving upon how you speak and like being a lot more inspired by wanting to like learn new information and
0: communicate that to other people do you think that can make cancer season feel a little bit lighter than usual it's What, how do do you mean? I don't know. Every cancer season, it's June. I'm so excited. I want to be like, yay, summer. Yeah. And then I feel super emotional and like heavy during cancer season. And this just sounds like it's coming around the same time and it's more later. It'll make Gemini season
1: really good. Okay. Cancer season will get better noticeably in that summer of 2025 okay. when jupiter moves to cancer got it it's like when the other planets like the sun meet up with that longer transit it like triggers it i see. So that will be gemini season okay um and yeah so seeing where how that jupiter shift of opportunity is taking place in one house of your chart in taurus and then moving to the gemini focused house of your chart okay. gemini ruled house of your chart i mean got it yeah. I wanna have my chart out right now. I know. Well, for you it's tenth tenth house is Taurus, eleventh is Gemini. So it goes from like feeling overwhelmed with work and career, or like that's where the advancement's going on, to feeling more supported by community. Mm-hmm. Like maybe with your own business, it's like growing community type stuff or more people aware of you. Yeah. So it's a really I'm excited for that one. Me too. Um okay. I also feel like having so pluto goes back into aquarius in january of 2024 until september of 2024 then it retrogrades back into capricorn for a few months at the end of the year and then it's back fully in aquarius december 2024 all the way till 2043. so crazy so it's like we're getting pluto back in aquarius again and i feel like that coupled with jupiter and gemini it's like having these big transits take place in air signs gemini and aquarius It's like age of information where it's like a lot of maybe technological advancements um i don't know what else that would encompass just also like feeling more maybe innovations with like how people connect to each other Mm. um whether that's online or in person but just seeing it more of a social energy
0: which jupiter and taurus really hasn't been interesting yeah i feel age of information can be so overwhelming and i I guess we're not at the peak of it yet, and this would...
1: Yeah, no. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. the next 20 years, it's going to increase even further?
1: It kind of goes back to, this is an aspect between Jupiter and Pluto just taking place this coming year, but it goes back to that, like, Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that took place in Aquarius, like, around the time we first met, um in December 2020, mm-hmm. that kind of kicked off a bigger age of air with these Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions taking place in air signs over the next, like, 100, 200 years. I'm not sure the exact time frame. Wow. But, yeah, this is
0: kind of complex.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also, like, I'm thinking for this transit, hopefully, I, I feel lately that we can look at anything online. Anything that's mm-hmm. posted, and it's like, Oh wow, this is so true. And it could be like a very polarizing post, mm-hmm. but we read it and we're like, It rings true, and we're like, Oh my goodness, of course, this is right. And then we could see the exact opposite and yeah. be like, Oh my gosh, this is true. Yeah, and it's like the both ands. I keep talking about that. Yeah, like in this age of information, age of Aquarius, it's like both can be true. And then like you find the space in which you kind of hover for a little while. Mm -hmm. And even just like the posts or comment sections, it's it's so much like this versus that. And I'm hoping that we're shifting into this place of like actually like nothing is true. Yeah. Because there are so many truths that exist. Yeah. And we have to stay open to that. And even like I don't know, some things that people have an opinion on or believe in or whatever it may be, it's like we're constantly shifting and changing and it's like this acceptance of what's true maybe in this moment, Mm -hmm. but may not be true. Does that make any sense to you?
1: Kind of, yeah. I get the point about like social media being so, um, people very black and white, like one side or this side, and like very um, aggressive with words i just feel like pluto going into aquarius for like 20 years will kind of shift how people like operate on social media okay and it might be like that more rules or like control is implemented around like social media platforms the internet in general because it's like like, regulations um, almost yeah or like i don't know it's like hard to predict of course like this like hard to predict what will happen like 10 years from now while that's such a long transit um but like for instance like seeing things like bans on tiktok in some states or someone like elon musk coming in and like buying twitter got it um like that where it's like the control and the leadership of social media platforms it's like there's just like a a lot of change going on there. Interesting. And it's the internet is like fairly recent in history. Like it happened in the 1990s. So it's like people haven't really put like many regulations or rules on it. So that might be a Pluto in Aquarius theme. Okay. Hopefully not too hard there. Yeah. 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 Wow. But yeah, that's a longer 20 year transit Pluto and Aquarius. So maybe not seeing that totally in 2024 Mm. specifically um what else is happening next year (laughs) um okay so that's pluto jupiter we just talked about saturn still in pisces all year it went into pisces in march of 2023 so it's a longer three-year transit it finishes up in pisces in um, february 2026. So it's like you're combining these themes of Saturn with the themes of Pisces. So maybe finding better structures um, for things like spirituality or mental health or creativity, like taking those areas of your life a bit more seriously or developing better practices with those. I would also say, what else would I say with Saturn in it? It's also just, like, important to look at where is Saturn transiting in your chart. Got like, it. Like, because that house is kind of where your, the Pisces World house of your chart is where you're encountering the most, like, kind of stressful challenges going on in an area of your life that you're, like, intensely restructuring. Okay. Um, What's interesting about 2024 is like the eclipses are still in Aries Libra, but in the fall of 2024, we'll get the first Pisces eclipse. Oh. So it'll be like eclipses in Pisces combined with Saturn in Pisces. So if there is a part of your life with that Saturn transit that's felt very slow or like restrictive, the eclipses will come in in the second half of the year and like really shake things up and like get actual change happening. Oh, cool. Yeah. So when are
0: we seeing Saturn and Pisces begin?
1: That began back in March of 2023. Okay. So it's there, Saturn spends about two and a half, three years in a sign. So it fully wraps up in February, 2026. Got it. So all of 2024 Saturn's in Pisces. Um, Yeah, also like creative innovations are big when Saturn's in Pisces. Like the last time it was there was in the mid 1990s, like 1994 to 1996. And that was like a big boom with like video games and people like kind of innovations with like fantasy and creativity mixed. So I feel like this time around, it's definitely ties in that theme of AI and like how that's really big. Yeah, Yeah, but also maybe seeing how there's creative innovations with the way movies are made or television, like bringing in more of a like immersive experience there. So cool. Yeah
0: maybe not like 80 different streaming services. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> True. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. And then also things like um Saturn does tend to set like boundaries or regulations. Mm. So maybe with like spiritual stuff, it's more of a like okay, you need to have this specific training if you want to teach about this or maybe like I don't know, for astrologers it's it's not like a profession you can like go get a degree at a college for, you know? So maybe there's better structures put in place where it's like, this is the path you follow if you wanna have like astrology or whatever spiritual
0: practice.
1: that would be really cool
0: yeah and also to have that option in a college setting if Mm -hmm. you're guided to that or in a higher education setting yeah i would love that because when you first said structured in spirituality i'm like i almost feel like we're moving away from this because so Mm -hmm. many people really teach intuitively led Mm -hmm. but there's also that emphasis and importance of like continuing to educate yourself and evolve Mm -hmm. in that way and continue to learn yeah and I would love op- more opportunities that mm-hmm. felt really aligns and more structures to yeah. continue to learn and grow. Because
1: it felt like when Jupiter went into Pisces in 2021 and that wrapped up in 2022, there was like a huge surge of interest in people wanting to do astrology or other forms of spirituality. And now it's like, okay, we have all these people interested in it. Like what what comes next? Yeah. Like how is there like a step by step or a certain like... I don't know levels you go to in that yeah. profession oh that's yeah. so
0: cool yeah i'm excited for that
1: yeah that'll be cool that will be like what else it's i'm it's hard to like With these outer transits and signs it's easier to like understand what's going on when compared to your individual chart i feel like it's so abstract when you're talking about these like bigger themes
0: in the world totally yeah but it's very cool because you have been accurate about a lot of things
1: really (laughs) yeah predictive
0: things our last podcast you predicted some stuff that happens very shortly after that oh my god yeah yeah so yeah exactly
1: Um, speaking of eclipses, the next round of those will be during Aries season. So that, so end of March, early April, there'll be a lunar eclipse in Libra and a solar eclipse in Aries. So again, that will be another chain time of like change, whether that's like an ending in an area of your life or a new beginning, or just like a big
0: shift in like, where are your priorities? Uh, So expect that like midway through the spring. okay, And that's reflected, like, should we look at our Libra side of the chart for that or Aries or both? So with the lunar eclipse in Libra, which is
1: March 24th, that will be like you will you'll want to reflect back on like what was initiated or started around the solar eclipse in Libra on October 14th okay because things tend to come full circle at the lunar eclipse and it's more likely that actual change or like significant developments are happening in that part of your chart got it so like for you yes you're looking at like your sun and your identity is Libra but also like Libra rules your third house so how are you seeing major like next steps taken with third house themes um or just like a lot of activity happening in there basically interesting whereas with is the, that like childhood third house no third house is um communication like writing Got teaching it. Okay. um it has to do with siblings so sometimes there's like i don't know if you have siblings but a shift in the relationship with them Okay. Uh, it could also be travel like doing a lot more travel going into Got 2024. It. okay yeah. cool and then the Aries solar eclipse will be April 8th of 2024. And again, like solar eclipse, it's not entirely clear the direction you're going in next. You just know that there's like a change happening and you're setting
0: off in a different direction. So that's like newer energy, Yeah, the full moon you're closing, the full moon solar eclipse you're cl- Lunar eclipse, lunar eclipse Closing out, and then the solar Solar eclipse is like a new spark and a new beginning. Exactly,
1: so Aries-ruled house of your chart is where you're getting that major new beginning that will unfold over like the next six months. Okay. Yeah. With eclipses, it's like, yes, I'm throwing out these dates of March 24th, April 8th. In a lot of cases, it's not that a huge event is actually happening on those dates in your own life. It's more like those are setting the stage for like how is the next part of the year gonna go. Until the following set of eclipses in late September,
0: early October of 2024. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be so, like, I'm just thinking about how you probably do this, but... For people who are like skeptical on all of this, mm-hmm. my husband was like, "Oh, is the Sagittarius girl coming on the podcast?" He called. He did something. <laughs> what was recently? Was there a moon in Sagittarius? Yeah, we just entered such Sag, Sag season. And I was a- watching a- your video, and oh, because yes. he doesn't understand. He doesn't mm-hmm, understand or mm-hmm. relate to any of this, and yeah, he's like, yeah. "Oh, the Sagittarius girl." <laughs> like, oh my god. Reporting on like no, there's people that just don't know, and they're not connected to this, and that's okay, but. I feel like something that you probably do is reflecting back mm-hmm. on these major pivotal moments mm-hmm. and connecting them yes. to these events. Yeah, And that would be such a great exercise. Like I'm tempted to go back in the last like three years and just yeah. see like what happened around these eclipses mm-hmm. and how did that guide my way forward?
1: Yeah, like, anyone listening to this should, like, go back and Google, like, eclipse dates yeah, in 2020, 2019, whatever year you want to look at, and see how they coincide with bigger shifts happening in your life. Yeah. Um, and it's helpful, like, if you know the sign the eclipse is taking place in, then it's like, what house is that in my chart, and how was I seeing huge changes take place in that part so, of my life? You know? I want to do that, and throw yeah. out
0: on that. Like, as the end of the year comes, just be mm-hmm. reflective in all those ways.
1: Also, just, like, huge events in history in general tend to cluster around eclipses, um, yeah. like we saw this fall. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, any, I don't, you could go back in history and, like, a, a lot of, in recent years, like, the start of COVID, for instance, happened right after an eclipse in Capricorn. Wow. And so it's, like, bigger, more meaningful changes in the year are always, like, triggered at eclipse
0: season. It's so wild how that mm-hmm. happens. And it helps... For anyone who's skeptical to be like wow there's a science behind (laughs) the science of the stars
1: literally um what else is happening there's thankfully no venus retrograde next year because i know that was a big thing in 2023 um but there is a mars retrograde at the very end of the year so that will be december 2024 into february 2025 that will be a mars retrograde it starts in leo and it goes back to cancer Okay. so Leo cancer placements, if you have that as like your sun moon rising, either of those signs um, kind of expect like shift in identity, um, kind of reevaluating life purpose, life direction or more more major like life events taking place right there at the end of the year. Okay. yeah. So I'm as a Leo rising curious about what that what that will hold. Um, And then Mercury retrograde is shifting. So Mercury retrograde has been happening in in Earth signs over the last two years. So it's like, it's happened in Virgo back in September and now it's in Capricorn. And as we go into 2024, it starts shifting into fire signs. Mm. So we get this one at the end of 2023. It starts in Capricorn, but it goes back to Sagittarius. But then the next one will be in Aries and then Leo and then Sagittarius. So it's like having- Throughout this whole year? Yeah, throughout 2024. So Mercury retrograde and fire signs, and that will make up like a trio of houses in your chart. So like for some people, that trio of, so I'm trying to like think of an example, like a Taurus rising. um, No, sorry, sorry, for a water sign rising, like a Pisces Cancer or Scorpio rising, like the fire signs are your career and work focus parts of your chart those are the houses. So it will be a year of like reevaluating maybe work goals and like where you're going in your career. So it's just really important to see how what houses are those mercury retrogrades falling in and like how do they all share like a common underlying theme? Wow. Yeah. I never did that
0: specific of work with mercury retrograde.
1: It's oh my god, mercury retrograde's crazy. Like actually just Mercury cycles in general of like how close or far Mercury is from the sun. It's like, when are you initiating projects related to like Mercury themes, like writing, communication, um, even just projects that contain a lot of details and speaking those, there's like certain periods of Mercury cycle where there's greater activity happening in there. And then other times where you're like reflecting and brainstorming. Wow. Yeah
0: that's so helpful to guide those who are creative and those who Mm -hmm. are creating projects or putting things out. Yeah. I definitely want to follow that.
1: Yeah. Like every planet, it's not just like new and full moons. Like that's the sun and moons relationship. Every single other planet has a relationship with the sun. And by looking at like where the planets are currently with the sun, it shows like how much momentum there is surrounding that planet and its themes.
0: The closer, the more momentum
1: no closer like the the least moment really yeah because wow. the sun like blocks out the, the energy of that planet oh wow that's why the sun mars conjunction on november 18th it like hid mars function of like taking action oh, motivation my gosh. yeah wow yeah it's called like under the beams when the planets like under the beams of the sun it does it doesn't function to its full capacity oh wow yeah
0: in the trance of like that beautiful sun energy yeah <laughs> wow okay i, I know. know that
1: yeah it gets this is where things get like very technical i totally. guess yeah yeah but it's very interesting so to interesting. see stuff like in business i guess yeah um what else is happening i feel like we talked about all the major those are like the major key events of
0: 2024 so can you just do a quick review of what signs we should be looking for in Mm -hmm. our birth chart Mm -hmm. for these major events.
1: Okay, so you're gonna look at the houses ruled by Taurus Mm -hmm. and then Gemini for Jupiter's transit. Like having advancement and growth take place in those parts of your chart. Also, (laughs) <laughs> like I need these
0: notes right it's out
1: also if you have Taurus or Gemini <laughs> is like your sun moon rising maybe just a more positive year for you in general where bigger life events are taking place um, and then with Saturn you're looking at the Pisces world house of your chart of where there might be stress restructuring f- like reevaluating what do you want to work towards in the long term in that part of your life so that's the Pisces world house of your chart And also just mutable signs in general, like Pisces, Virgo, Gemini, Sagittarius. Those are the signs being affected by that Saturn and Pisces transit the most. So it's kind of a tougher couple of years that they're in where it's, you're having to put in a lot of work and take on more responsibilities in an area of your life. And that can feel very frustrating. Um, Yeah, Saturn transits are no, they're not easy. Um, Pluto moving into Aquarius, this is like, A more subtle underlying transit, but checking the Aquarius ruled house of your chart, just like knowing for the next two decades, like bigger transformation going on there. And then the fire sign rising house, the fire sign ruled houses of your chart, Aries, Leo and Sagittarius for where's Mercury retrograde taking place? How might there be a bit of like reevaluation or reflection in those parts of your life during the Mercury retrograde periods? And then the eclipses mainly in Libra and Aries. So Libra and Aries, world houses of your chart of where, like, the most change and, like, bigger transformation taking place. Amazing. And then the first Pisces eclipse is next fall.
0: So starting to shift to Pisces Virgo a little, but not quite there yet. Not the last one that she was on, but the one before that. And she broke all of this down in such a digestible way. Yeah. And that, it's literally like my go-to resource. I wrote oh. notes of that podcast and I have it in my notes on my phone because if I'm ever like out and about yeah. listening to a podcast, oh, I love that. hearing about the transits, I just go to my note and I always just like search house and then there it is. Oh my and I look at it and I could just connect it. And then you know the themes. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. You've made it so digestible for us. Oh,
1: I love that. Thank you. And that was um, like February, 2023. You that have an been unbelievable
0: that. memory. I could not tell you.
1: Yeah, I think we recorded during a
0: query. <laughs> (laughs) season so if you go back to
1: like that date of episode okay maybe no it sounds right it sounds right
0: but I just have no recollection of time it's it's wild oh my god but yeah so and we could always link that actually in these show notes so you could easily go back to that podcast I want to do that with every podcast you're on because I think that's just such valuable information just Mm -hmm. to go back and get a little it's it's kind of like a cheat sheet yeah, of your yeah. birth chart. And then you just enter your birth chart online, you start to know what planet is in which house, write it in a notes on your phone so you yeah. always have it. And then anytime you're listening to Alice, whether it's here or, or 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 on her podcast or her page, you have it all there for you. Yeah.
1: Memorize basically memorize all the 12 houses their meanings and memorize all the planets and their meanings and you're good and if you can't memorize it you just
0: have it in notes (gasps) on your phone like me (laughs) True. (laughs) i want to memorize them but i'm not there yet yeah slowly yeah with each eclipse you start to yeah you start to be like okay that's that those are the themes of that house that makes sense yeah 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 I'm so grateful. Thank you for coming on and giving us this forecast. We are so grateful to you and so excited for what the future holds. Do you have any tips for this upcoming Mm -hmm. year? Anything Um, else you want to share before you go?
1: What are tips for this upcoming year? I don't know. I would just say maybe because there's so much air sign emphasis, just prioritizing relationships because again, like eclipses in Libra, that's bringing in another air sign to the Gemini, Jupiter and the Pluto Aquarius. So human connection getting off your phone and actually seeing people
0: yeah you know? I feel that yeah deeply yeah that's a really big theme for me going yeah. into this year yeah same I'm already feeling it so we'll see how that yeah. plays out I'm excited yeah. <laughs> guys if you don't follow Alice already you must she, her Instagram is at stock Alice and for every full moon, new moon, major transit, she has horoscopes that she posts right to her page. Yes. I literally will DM sometimes, that like, when is it coming? I need it. I'm so excited for it. But it goes by your rising sign. So you mm-hmm. read your rising horoscope, and it's always so spot on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love. I mean, it is when you're reading your rising, because it's showing how the transits are set up around your birth chart.
0: It's so yeah. so spot on. I can't believe for so many years I was reading my son. Oh my god, no, no. Until I met you, yeah. and then you
1: told me this. Like they just don't. The sun signs horoscopes aren't meant to
0: make sense, really. Sometimes people send out um, like Leo and Leo rising, Libra and Libra rising. Is this Channy? Channy and someone yeah. else too. I think Virginia I does that. I feel like they
1: just do that. Like they want to do rising, but they just include the sun because some people don't know well, they're rising. Some people are like, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Okay. And then some people are just stubborn and they read mine and they're like, Well, I want to read it for my son. And I'm like, There's no rules. Read it for your son if you want. Like, I was reading
0: it for my son during the re- Venus retrograde in Libra because yeah. I was Libra and I, that's the only time I connected with the sun. Venus First, retrograde but- was in Leo. Oh, but why it, do I keep it, thinking it was in Libra? I don't because know, but Venus as, is ruled, Because Libra is ruled, is ruled by Venus, Venus. So it yeah. could have made sense in that yeah. in that sense. Okay. yeah. I was just guided to then. But yeah, every other time, rising only. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Alice. Everyone follow all her amazing wisdom. Everything you share always Aww. is so spot on. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for having me back. Thank I love you. chatting. <laughs> My gosh, thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I really geek out over all of this. I took my own notes. I have to go home right now and compare everything she shared to my birth chart and my cheat sheet, my notes that are that's on my phone that I'm always referring to anytime I listen to a podcast having to do with astrology. I hope that you took away so much wisdom and insight. And remember, astrology is a tool to just help us empower ourselves, empower what's happening in this certain moment in time and be able to lean in and lay off where necessary. So I hope that you enjoyed this and I can't wait to see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to share it with a friend, please feel free to share, like, rate, or review the episode, the podcast, and we'll be super grateful for that. Thank you so much for being here. May the longtime sun shine upon you. Satnam.